gentlemen, to the Horror Cast. I am Pirate Ghost George, staff writer from PoolSockets.com. Joining me in this very... This is really weird. Joining me today on this very special horror podcast, I'm going to go by an order of a shittiest costume to not. Uh, so I'm here with Ryan Meitzler with whatever... Uh, you're, you're not even... even I'm, a, I'm a pirate clown because I couldn't get upstaged by you and your pirate ghost. So. <laughs> That, that's that's enough out of you. Um, here, Mister. Uh, he he costumed as a as a neckbeard or or a guy who's going to sell you ecstasy. Ladies and gentlemen, Joel Paris. <laughs> uh, what's going on, everybody? And special guest number one, all the way from the UK, finally in a country that matters. Ladies and gentlemen, we called him Mister Brown last week as our as our secret name for him, and kind of realized it was sort of racist. But, ladies and gentlemen, a wild Yaris has appeared. Yaris Gutierrez, welcome back to the ShotCast. I believe. Oh, I was going to say, I thought, I thought Jillian was going to be Mr. Brown. I'll say that's pretty, pretty weird. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Yep. Hello, everybody. How's everybody doing? How, how long has it been, Al? I mean, Al. 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 <laughs> I don't even know this guy's name. It's been so long. We don't even know Al's, Al's, Al's not the wrong. big and brown guy. It's me. You got the um, wrong, wrong brown person. I don't think uh, it versus real. No camera. I'm just... It's got to be like three episodes. <laughs> Right, yeah, it's been a while. It's been quite some time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you more weird London questions in a bit, but also special guest number two, ladies and gentlemen, from Tom's Guide, and one half of the Horror Bells podcast. So I figure we're gonna talk about horror games. I need an expert. I decided, ladies and gentlemen, Jillian Shar. How are you, Jill? I'm great. How are you, George? You are not in costume. Oh, that's in my costume. Yeah. I just I have to take my glasses off. Hang on. Because I'm gonna look ridiculous if. It's. I'm not counting Ryan because you already, you already do. Oh, that's right. Christmas Pennywise a clown. Oh, with those <laughs> I can't see anything when I'm wearing it. That that is fine. The costume like that. from Twilight Princess. That's pretty graphic. Yeah. Well, I like it. Was I'm jealous. I, I put, <laughs> no effort, put no effort into mine. This is hard. <laughs> I have like really like I I keep wanting to like reach out. I have like zero depth perception. This is really weird. Yeah, yeah. that's what, like in my costume too with the with the helmet over the one eye. This is, this, is how, this is how Big Boss feels. I'm just kind of like... You're actually low camp actually, with the whole beard going on right now. You yeah, like snake. I was, going for, I was going for casual snake. You're like a Dominican, a Dominican <laughs> snake right now. See, now right, we're going to so yeah. get like, we're gonna get right, like a 10 no. minute long trailer. No, no. So, okay, you're fine, fine. All right. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to talk then. Fine, I'm done. So, I'm out. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk about horror games. But first, I want to get started. Do you want to do new releases, Ryan? I'm going to let you run with it. Go. Tell me what came out this week. Uh, hold on. i got to bring it up. Sorry, hold on. Uh, yes, there were new, ga- <laughs> there were new games that came out uh, just in time for Halloween. Uh, let's see. So this week we have uh, Lords of the Fallen on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, sun- a little indie game called Sunset Overdrive uh, by a pretty <laughs> small, small studio. studio. Uh, yes, yeah, really small studio uh, on Xbox One. Uh, another indie console too. Uh, Freedom Freedom Wars for PlayStation Vita. Uh, the Unfinished Swan for PS4 and PlayStation Vita. Uh, oh, that's such a good game. Yeah, it is. Uh, WWE WWE 2K15 for Xbox 360, PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, we've got SingStar for PS3 and PS4. Uh, Tiny Tiny Troopers Joint Ops for Vita and PS3. Uh, Big Hero 6, Battle in the Bay for DS and 3DS. I didn't know there were still DS games coming out. It's pretty awesome. But anyway, uh, Costume Quest 2 for PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Wii U. Uh, Home for PS4. Blood of the Werewolf for PS3. Oh, hashtag kill all zombies for PS4. I almost I almost messed it up and said kill, kill all zombies, but it's actually hashtag kill all zombies. So they pulled the drive club on this. Um, uh, MX vs. ATV Supercross for PS3, NBA Live 15 for PS4 and Xbox One, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Danger of the Ooze for Xbox 360, PS3, and 3DS, uh, Poltergeist A Pixelated Horror for P- uh, Vita, uh, Stealthing 2 A Game of Clones for Wii U, Gargoyles Quest 2 for Wii U and 3DS, Demon's Crest for Wii U, which I almost said is Demon's Chest, but I avoided doing that, uh, <laughs> Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland for Wii U, uh, Farming Simulator 15, because Farming Simulator 14 wasn't enough. Uh, the Sun and Moon for PC. And Cart... Okay, hold on. This week's Japanese game I can't pronounce. Cartagra, Affliction of the Soul for PC, Mac, and Linux. Perfect. Yeah. Wow, that's the longest list of games I've ever heard in my life. I like, <laughs> I like, I like a lot. 
I like that one of those was called Attack of the Clones. Oh, that would have been great. Oh, no, 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 Game of Clones. That's what it said, Game of yeah. Clones. I just yep. emoted a Star Wars onto it, but, yeah, because it's, like it's like a double clone then, clone of Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, we're off to a fantastic start. And it, you know, just have really, like, awkward starts. We're kind of like the sprint runner, right when the pistol face slams. Or, you but, know, those, time, those times when George just tells me to shut up right out of the gate, which he did this week, so... <laughs> So we're, uh, what, what do you choose? I'm going to go with Sunset Overdrive because I wrote a review and got like 300 comments and some of them hate me. That's a thing. So what about you, Ryan? Um, other than Sunset Overdrive, I'd probably go with The Unfinished Swan because it's a really, really good game. And I actually, um, it, so it's it's cross-buy with uh, PS... It's, it's cross-buy on all those platforms. So if you played it on PS3, you can get it on PS4 or PS Vita. So actually, I really want to go try it on PS Vita. Um, yeah, so that's my pick. Mr. Yaris, the, the Utah, the, the current Utah resident. Um, I'm probably going to pick uh, Lords of the Fallen. I'm actually reviewing that game right now. It's pretty good so far. Not mm. too shabby. Yep, see? I, went, I stepped out of the comfort zone there. Everybody's a little awkward. I think, I think you got the title wrong, Yaris. I think it's Lords of the Dark Souls is, uh, I think, what it's called. So. <laughs> okay, let's go with that. Sure. <laughs> Mr. Joel? Um, I would have to go with uh, Sunset Overdrive. I, I, I'm a big uh, Insomniac fan, especially like the Ratchet and Clank stuff from back in the day. So, I, yeah, that's definitely my pick. Jill? I have to go with uh, uh, Unfinished Swan as well. I, I love that game. I think it's so unique. And I, I played it, it came out like two years ago on PlayStation 3, I think. Yeah, two years ago, yeah. Remake now. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, guys. So, let's talk about horror. That's why I'm in an eye patch. That's why it's, that's why it's black and white. That's why I'm a ghost. There is a ghost. I'm a ghost. ghost. And there's a ghost behind me. The whole ghost, you know, the real queen. It's really nice. So let's talk about horror games. Uh, I'm gonna let's let's start with the the new stuff. Let's call it hashtag new horror. And I want to talk about the Evil Within, which uh, I know the the panel here is split on Evil Within, and also go into some Alien Isolation. Let's start with some Evil Within. Uh, Yars, you reviewed it. Uh, You gave it like a seven, seven point five or something. Seven point five, yeah. You said it was good, which is my Biggest. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We talked about this prior to the shot cast starting, and and I did have to agree. That, I mean, the, the biggest issue with the game, in my personal opinion, is the plot. The plot is a piece of shit. The game starts out really well. Starts off. I think it starts off with high expectations, and then it just falls flat on its face towards the end. Um, and Better question. Do you know what the plot is? I do. I just won't spoil it, just in case people are listening and then do want to play it. Um. Again, it's it's very convoluted, is, is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, because the, the beginning of that game, is, the beginning of that game is really good. I thought it's like a you know it's it's a, no, no, right, exactly. an awkward kind of stealth sequence, but it, it does really it's, it does a good job of building uh, the tension, and it's in and I think the game falters in all the kind of game parts of it. Like I think it builds a good atmosphere and it's tense, but all like my issue is the controls. Uh, there's that butt camera that we were talking about, Jill, when you kind of like go into stealth, the camera kind of zooms in a little too mm. close. You really don't see anything outside of... Uh, it's uh, kind of the same thing happens in Gears of War, so come on, folks. I was, was going to say, does it have like the Bayonetta 2 camera where it's just like, you know, on the guy's butt the whole time? So it's well, <laughs> no. It would be better that way. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll say this again. The controls itself, the button pushing, it's to me similar to um, The Last of Us. That's my opinion. Now, yeah, it feels a bit more clunky when you're turning around. That's because it's created by the Resident Evil, you know, franchise creator. Um, and it's in, in that respect, it is a little heavy when you're turning around and whatnot. But controls-wise, I mean, when you're aiming, when you're shooting, when you're crouching, I feel it's not as bad as people make it seem. Um, I think the game was fun for what it was. It wasn't great. It wasn't amazing. I thought it was okay because it was entertaining and what I felt was a pretty decent game. Well, I have a I have a comment about the the Last of Us comparison though. I think that I mean you say that like the story is eh, but the gameplay is fine. I think so. Whatever whatever you know uh, awkwardnesses that were there uh, in the Last of Us, I think the story made it up them or like framed them. Like you know, I was playing as Joel, who was just this guy, and I cared about him and I cared about his story, and I felt like he was a real person who is not you know, a ninja or a super warrior. And so the, the whatever, like, slowness in the controls, 
was was part of the story, and it, it actually made me more engaged. But Evil Within, I don't know anything about. Was it Sebastian? Sebastian Castellanos. You don't know shit about Sebastian unless you pick up all of his um, journal entries when you're when you're going mm -hmm. into you know, break into the yeah. mirrors. You don't understand anything about him, which is something I obviously um, went into in my review. That I thought was kind of lacking in that in that respect, but. My thing is, like, it really depends on what kind of gamer you are, right? I mean, either you're a gamer that's invested, invested in story or just a gamer that's yeah. just invested in having a good time. I enjoy a good story, for sure, which is why I docked the points that I did, but I felt as a game, it was sort of entertaining. It was tense. It had its tense moments. You know, I'd, there was some times that I jumped. It wasn't a PT kind of game where I was that scared or Outlast, mm -hmm. but I felt that it had its moments. Okay, so as a horror game... What do you kind of rank it as far as did did it did it do its job as being you know as we see the commercials it's like we ask real people to play this game and they're screaming and crying <laughs> I mean did did it do its job in that sense for you I wouldn't say so I mean the people that were probably probably fin flinching on the commercials those are people that probably just saw like a fly get on the screen and so or something and it's like oh my god <laughs> I don't I mean, think they, were... they totally ripped that off off of the PT thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't feel, yeah, the game was intense. But it was intense, but it wasn't scary. Yeah, I mean, remember they did that for Dead Space? It's the game you don't want your mom to play, and they just put these ladies there and goes, I don't want my kids stomping on Necromorphs. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> like, well, like, that was a terrible commercial. Yeah, it was the same guys that gave uh, the game. Uh, the game review was like, what was it, 100 bucks or 50 bucks in a mail one for uh, Dante's Inferno? Oh gosh! I think so, yeah. The wow. of greed, and that came with your review, your review copy. It was like, ah, here's a joke. We gave you some money. I was like, no, you actually bribed me. That's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my take on it, because my my big thing for for a horror game is at some point you should actually care about the character you're controlling, mm -hmm. and you know, I thought the early hours of Evil Within, I actually kind of liked. As bad as the controls were, I love that kind of like that stealth sequence of someone chasing you. It's very to me that was tense. That kind of drove me nuts. And getting through there, and it was very guided. That the linear portions of Evil Within, I actually like. It was when the game actually opened up when it did that, uh, that kind of that village around. Was the end of chapter two or early chapter mm -hmm. three, where you're, you're three, yeah. very similar to Resident Evil Four. You're in this very quiet village, and then crazy villagers come out. And I'm like, you know, this would be super tense if I kind of had an idea because you know you can you know you can break stealth, but you had no indicator whether. You know, there's no there's no cone of vision, or there's nothing that tells me, am I in this guy's sight line? If not, like, that kind of drove me nuts, because at some point it's like, well, do you want to be a stealth game, or do you want to be a game where I'm running away from things, or do you want to be yeah. kind of an action game? There is an option in the settings, though, to actually enable something that, you know, tells you when they're looking at you. Just an FYI. Yeah. Put it out there. Is there? I, well, I, I think, yeah. They should have said yeah. something. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that's where they kind of lost me. But like I said, the, the one thing I remember I mentioned to Jill. Uh, so in the game, you kill these corpses. I mean, you kill these zombie guys with barbed wire. It's very if you're if you're into like if you're into like body horror, it's got some the haunted. Yeah, it's got a lot of that. So yeah. uh, so those guys, when you knock them out, it, you can kind of do what you did in that uh, Resident Evil remake, where you can uh, light the corpses on fire so they don't come back. Uh, so you have a set number of matches. So you only have you know five six matches at a time. And you kind of have to make the decisions, like, all right, I killed a bunch of dudes, which ones do I want to light on fire? Meanwhile, you can carry a torch as a melee weapon, but you can't use that to light anything on fire. It's yeah. just video, it's games, video games. It doesn't matter, all right? Then yeah, we'll I mean, put a game on it, all right? Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah but I think... Like, moving the axe one time, like, come on. Yeah, but I, I think something like that, like, it plays into that kind of, like... You know, like, I feel like this game is kind of a mix of, like, you know, the classic, like, Resident Evil, like, the, you know, like, the action, action-wise, like, it plays, you know, a lot like, like, classic Resident Evil, but also has, like, kind of the, the mix of, like, Silent Hill, like, the really weird, like, messed up, like, you know, imagery and all. Um, but, I mean, a part of that, too, is that, like, you know, resource management is a really big part of this game, and so, like, you know, you know, managing what you have and being like, okay, I've got, like, six dudes and, like, you know, two sniper rifle bullets, so, and, you know, you have to, you know, that, I think that's part of, like, why I've been enjoying the game, is just figuring out, you know, okay, how am I going to get out of this situation? Um, you know, and even... Jorge, Ryan, you're in the first few hours, right? And Jorge, I, you yeah. know, I mean, we don't know, Jorge, whether or not that's actually a stick, you know, a flame, a, a stick of flame. We could, it could just be a long roll of cardboard. Or, you know, <laughs> 
<laughs> it could yeah. just be a cardboard tube, like yeah. a torch yeah. should set things on fire. That's my that's my gripe. And once I couldn't do that, I'm like, oh man, Shinji Mikami, what's going on here? Yeah, it, it feels like an old game. And I guess the excuse is that it's a classic homage or whatever, but it feels old in the way that you know some things just don't work the way you think they would work, or then the uh, then environments aren't as dynamic, or particularly this idea that that story can be so slapped. So just sort of tacked on in between things, like it feels like it feels like it feels it feels old, you know. You, despite the the next gen graphics or whatever, which I didn't even think were very good. I thought the, the the lighting effects were particularly bad. Like the shadows moved dynamically, but the the lighting made everything sort of gleam in this surreal fashion. And if if you're trying to do body horror, like the whole idea of body horror is have to make me believe that it's a real body. And it's never seemed like it. It was this weird thing where. It's at once gross, but it also doesn't seem real because things are gleaming and shining and and reflecting, and and the faces all look you know ridiculous and mask like. It's it was just sort of like a, a kind of a, a jumble of signifiers to me. It didn't it didn't ever seem a form a cohesive uh, a cohesive idea. So nobody was a fan of the letterbox. Didn't add to the drama in there, the tension. I so mean, that was my TV, right? Like the like that. I kept thinking, like, like I can't see anything. It's just this guy's no. body in the way. Yeah, I was trying to figure fix it in the settings. Yeah, that's, no, no, they actually it's there for a reason. <laughs> they um they actually they just patched uh, the PC version, so now you can you, like in the PC version you could you could remove them if you like messed around in the files and stuff. They actually just updated it, I think, a day or two ago, so now mm-hmm. you can remove them or not. Um, I mean, I think visual like. You know, visually and from like kind of the the cinematic like qualities they're going for. Like I, you know, I like it. But I, I mean, I do agree it does kind of cut off a lot of your vision, um, which is a little tough. Like when you when you guys like said about the butt camera, and I'm like, yeah, it does kind of it, yeah. it does kind of t- his butt does kind of take up a big portion. Yeah, of I mean, don't take away screen real estate, especially when there's not much to see. Because then, like yeah. I said, you, you are there, and then you have the zoomed in butt camera, and then when you want to aim, it zooms in even more. So you know, when you're trying to get like a very precise headshot, you're just kind of all stuff's just zooming in in your face, like a really weird Sam Raimi movie, and it's just like I can't right now. So yeah. you know, just running or trying to, you know, I, I I like trying to like melee the guy. We put the knife in the back of the head, like really yeah. kind of like gruesome execution. You know, I, I like that he's a how he was a cop and he had no stamina. That must have been awesome. I was gonna say like he he. He he must have eaten, he must have eaten like five hamburgers before he went to go and like you know check out this mansion because he runs for like three seconds and then he's out of breath and it's just Guys, like he's a, he's a detective right he's, he's, not the, he's not on the beat anymore he's chased down can you tell by the vest yeah I know it's it is just it is just weird but it seems like running is almost useless because by the time you get like ten feet away from the guy you're like you're like throwing up on the side of the room. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it's like, another sort of artificial feeling limitation. Like if there was some sort of narrative uh, explanation for that, then I'd be like, yeah, this is cool. This is like the opposite of a power fantasy. But it just seemed like right. It doesn't make sense for. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I don't understand why my dude can't run more. So it just, it's not. just frustrating. Well, because you got to get the box and put the thing in your head and then give some more stanima. What's that? Right? What's that word again? What did you say? The brain Stanima. box. That was dumb. I don't know. Stanima. 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 Right? Words are hard, all right? We're okay, all... I mean, like I said, I mean, I didn't think the game was spectacular by any means. And I said that in my review. I think that for fans of Resident Evil games, that we're, we're, they'll probably enjoy that, for sure. Because it, it, it does have, it does have like, you know, like, like Jillian said earlier, it does have that old feel, and it is an old game in some respects. And I think that for fans of the Resident Evil franchise, they'd appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But by no means do I think the game is spectacular. It's a good game from what I'm used to. Um, obviously, I have different tastes as well, but I just think and what it tries to do in some respects in terms of just ha- having a good time. In my, my experience from me beating the game, I thought it was pretty fun. Okay. Well, I'm going gonna to respectfully disagree, and by respectfully, I'm going to go... <laughs> <laughs> but but if we want to talk about yeah. what was that joke? Oh, I just saying. I mean, it's true that reviews are always a subjective thing. I mean, just for my part. I mean, you talked a little earlier about how you like the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I hated the beginning. I I hated it, and the re- part of the reason though is also a subjective thing, and it's because I I I really think that body horror is like the laziest form of horror. Like there's there it's just like ah oh, look at the blood, look at the bodies. Your guts, you like guts? Don't most survivor, so, um, well, horror games nowadays 
do that. I mean, the only game that I've, the only game series that I've played personally that that hasn't done that is Silent Hill. I mean, well, Dead Space, Dead Space does that. Uh, Alien doesn't have a lot of gore in it. I mean, I haven't played, I haven't played Alien yet. Uh, no. We're gonna talk uh, about it. Some of the, I mean, I think that's uh, think games like uh, I mean Amnesia, which is my like go-to for like modern game. horror. There's yeah. not really a lot of uh, horror horror in that. I mean, the, the the you know like what makes the game scary, right? Like for for Evil Within, the scariness kind of comes from like the you know the fact that these people have barbed wire coming out of their faces and it's bloody, and I'm like, all right. Uh, but you know something like. Amnesia, the fear is like the fear of the unknown, and and because you can't even like look the whole like it, it wraps up this like game mechanic of how you can't even look at the things like. doesn't doesn't that mean then that the perception of horror is really pretty much based on the individual the individual's perspective um, perception of it? Oh sure, I mean, I, mean, like, I, mean, just, I mean so my I mean my aversion to body horror is definitely like partially a uh, just a personal preference, but right. I also think that um, I, I think that. Uh, I think it's interesting to look at uh, like a horror thing, a thing that brands itself as horror, and identify what what that thing is is putting forth as scary. Right. And I I think that I yeah. think that often body horror is is kind of a shortcut uh, towards just getting a visceral reaction out of people. So so let's talk about Alien because me and Ryan played Alien, and I'm <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm digging. I'm so happy what? to play Alien. After, I'm going to take this off because it's really confusing. <laughs> One uh, just one thing I want to say really quick, I guess, before we move on to Alien, just because like you know, I feel like like with Alien, with Evil Within and Alien both coming out at the same time, mm-hmm. they both kind of represent these two kind of like facets of horror, where it's like Evil Within is more kind of the slower paced, like old school form of horror, um, you know, and then we kind of bridge into Alien, where it's more you know, like I, like when I play Alien, I feel like it's kind of a mix of like Outlast, uh, Amnesia, and Dead Space is kind of like the three games that I kind of see the most out of it when I play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but yeah, Alien, I, I like Evil Within. I've been enjoying, like, because I, you know, because like I'm personally, I'm a big fan of like Resident Evil and, and especially the older ones. Um, so I've been enjoying it for that. I, I mean, I agree, some of the controls are kind of clunky and everything, but um, but I guess moving on to Alien, yeah, Alien, I've been really enjoying so far. So I don't know, George, what, whatever you wanted to start off with. So yeah, I mean, what I like about Alien and you know the whole idea, what scares you is the biggest game mechanic is um, you know, and like was it? It's it's not even super early. Like two or three hours into the game, you get introduced to this alien that's stalking the space station. And it's just the one alien. It kills you in one shot, and you kind of have these objectives you have to do. So early on, you have to get medical supplies. So it's like, all right, I have to go to this med bay. I have to get stuff and come back. But I know there's this alien that can come out. And it's <laughs> randomized. Come out through a vent. It can just hang out in the room waiting for you. It'll, you know, it'll just sit there and it'll, it'll, it'll mess with you. And what I like about that game, is, for me, what to, to make something scary work, or make, you know, even going back into horror, but like, it's that idea of like. Yeah, it's tense, but you still have, like, you're terrified, but you're still curious. And I think Alien does a really good job of saying, like, I, I, it, it's, it's stressing me out. This thing is going to kill me. It's annoying, but I kind of want to keep going and kind of goof around with the mechanics a bit. And, like, you know, yeah. you sit there and, like, the, my, my favorite part is when you encounter other humans who have rifles and guns, so it becomes an issue of, like, this alien just indiscriminately kills everything. So yeah. it, it, becomes a, it becomes an idea these, you know, scavengers looking around and stuff like that, and you take something, you throw it, and all of a sudden the alien comes out and he kills everything in the room, and you're like, all right, I'm going to make a mad dash. And it's when you make that mad dash is when I'm having, like, the most fun. Because, I, I mean, I guess that's, like, the release of, like, that scary. Because, like, you're there and you're hiding, and, you, you know, you see the alien's feet go by when you're under a desk, and you're like, oh, crap, I hope it didn't see me. And if you have your connect on, which I don't recommend, or your place mm-hmm. should not, it'll actually hear you. So it does a noise thing. So if you're there making a peep, the alien's just going to reach down and kill you. And, you know, yeah. you're tracking so you can peek over corners. And I think, to me, that's that's the kind of, you know, that that's the that's the scary that works. And to me, that's the the um, the stealth that works, where it's just, you know, very slow, methodical approach. is like, you know, you, you can't do any, you can't kill the alien. You can just piss it off. Mm-hmm. And it becomes it, it becomes that turn in kind of like that slasher movie when you're, you stop being the victim and you start getting these tools that can kind of keep the alien at bay and you kind of get... Like, you feel that progression of you outsmarting it to the point where this thing you've been running from this whole time is actually helping you get through the stage because you start figuring out, you know, you learn how to game the system where it's like, I know what pisses it off, I know what gets its attention, and you start gaining it in that respect. But uh, to me, that's what I really enjoyed about Alien. Oh, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. One of my friends is reviewing it at, at tomsguy.me, so I've just been seeing a little bit of it, and I want to play it. It sounds so awesome. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's, it looks, it looks awesome. 
And and yeah. the DLC is really awesome with the uh, the Nostromo pack. We get to play as the original cast, and like that's that's. Uh, I, see, that's I, I love that. That's the thing where, like, also Alien Isolation. I mean, in terms of story, has kind of a an advantage just out of the out of the bat because you're like, it's Ripley's kid. I already care, you know. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I did not care about Sassin, uh, Sebastian Castellanos. Yeah. You didn't give me anything. Like, you didn't make him immediately. Like, he was just a very generic detective guy. Like, we, you know, he's 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 probably from the, you know, he's probably from New England. He's got that New England look, maybe. (laughs) He looks New England. But I'm like, you know what? I cared about the detective in D4, and he was like a caricature of someone from Boston. And I gave more of a shit about him than I did about Sebastian Castellanos. Let me ask you a question, Jorge. When you first played Resident Evil One, did you Hmm. care about Jill or or Leon? She almost became a Jill Sang, which of course I care about her. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I liked it because they just... Mind sack of shit. I would <laughs> say, you can't, you can't care about Leon, because Leon wasn't even in the first game. So, right, you know, right. Right. Chris Redfield. Chris Redfield, yep. I, I care about Chris because he was just like, he, he just became more of a meathead as the series came on, so he just kind of... I he I found him charming in a way that he just kind of thumpered through these situations. As Jill had maybe more personality. Like I preferred playing. I, I, me personally, I just, I never attached myself to a character in Resident Evil like that. I mean, maybe in Nemesis when I was running for my life, my dear life, from Nemesis. But see, never... and, that, and that worked because now you had you know because at some point you start figuring out these zombie things, but now you have kind of this like this X factor that comes in. It's like any given moment, this giant asshole is gonna burst right through a wall. I have no idea how to stop him. And that's the and that's the kind of vibe you get from Alien, which I which I love. There's this 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 constant nagging, you know, monkey you have on your back that can also like hell you in one shot. And like one of my favorite moments is you're sneaking there, and sometimes the alien will be waiting, and you can see the spit just kind of drop from the ceiling. And oh it's just, yeah. And it's just they're waiting for you, and you're like, well, yep. fuck you, I'm gonna go the other way. Yeah, and I I almost. I, I almost had a situation like that where I ran in, I was like running into a room and all of a sudden at the last second I saw the spit hang from the ceiling. I'm like, oh god, and I just had to step back because I was like I was like a second away from getting like nabbed oh, by the aliens. So yeah. it was it was pretty one intense. Of, one and, of the I times do... I jumped was when you, he's on you're under a desk and you clearly see the alien pass. I'm like, haha, I fooled you. And then as you move, you just literally see a tail just impale your chest and you're dead. And I'm just like yeah. that motherfucker saw me. Yeah. It... That's the best part about the <laughs> And it's super random, so it's like you can't just go there and be like, "Well, I know he's gonna pop out from here." He's, you can come, you go, you come into a room, and I'm like, "Okay, I know there's a vent. He can probably come through there, or he's hiding over there." Well, I don't hear anything. He could be standing still, or maybe he's not here entirely. And that's the kind of like that self dialogue you have in your head there. And like, yeah, and Joe mentioned it's it's Ripley's kid, so it's like, yeah, I'm, fuck yeah, like you're you're already invested in the character. Uh, but yeah, that game does have like some weird performance issues. Uh, you're playing it on PC, right, Ryan? Yeah, I'm playing on a PC. Yeah, it, it's so far it's been fine for me. I haven't really had any issues on it. So yeah, that chugs on consoles, uh, on PS4. Oh, really? Yeah, whenever yeah. a cutscene happens, it's just like you kind of get into it, and then all of a sudden the character starts like getting all herky jerky because it's just like the frame rates will just dip for no reason. Yeah, that's really weird. But that's where. It is. So I I, I want to ask the the my 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 team of experts on horror here, uh, I, and I gave you guys homework to think about your favorite horror moment, but I didn't tell you guys. But to think about your favorite horror moment in a game. Not counting the dogs jumping through the window in Resident Evil One. Bullshit! You didn't say that. That was off the table. Too easy, Joel. I can tell you right now exactly what mine was. Do it, Yaris. Uh, so fear, the first one okay. for PC. I was uh, when you're climbing, a, you're climbing a ladder, and you're climbing a ladder in the sewers. Yep. And you reach the top, and there's that red fucking little girl just staring at you, right in the face. <laughs> I that was that was the first moment in my life in gaming ever. That I yelled at the top of my lungs, where I said, "Holy shit!" And I stopped playing the game. <laughs> I stopped playing the game literally. Ryan, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, okay, well, actually, I have I have like two quick ones. Uh, so the this one actually, I think I mentioned it on last year's Halloween podcast, but I'll repeat it again because I don't think anyone else here has heard <laughs> it. But um, anyway, it was it was the uh, Resident Evil remake for GameCube uh, when that came out. And at the time, I think I was like 11 or 12, and I was so excited to play this game because I was like, I can't wait. This is gonna be the best game ever. I got to the first room with the first zombie, the one that like turns its head in like super slow motion, like really close up. I got yeah. so I, I rented the game, so I got so terrified 
died at that one spot that I shut the game off, I went and returned it the next day because I couldn't keep playing it because I was that terrified. I was like, I was so scared, but um, I never finished that game because I just got so terrified at that. <laughs> but, like, um, but anyway, I, I grew up and became less scared and liked horror games more. Um, so I think after that would be pretty much any moment in like the original Dead Space. Uh, I really, really love Dead Space a lot, and so pr- I think like it's funny like playing Alien because it's like Alien reminds me of Dead Space when Dead Space was inspired by the original Alien, so it's kind of this weird, like, loop that it made. Um, But Dead Space was really good just because, like... It was so uh, quiet. It was so... Yeah, and because there were all those times when, like, you think you'd hear, like, stuff banging around in the vents and stuff like that, and you're like, oh, shit, and something could just pop out at any moment, and I just remember, like, there were so many parts where it would just get me, like, with those, like, jump scares and stuff, but it was, yeah, it's, like, easily one of my favorites, so. Me me and Joel played that game together, Dead Space 1. He just sat there watching me playing it. Yep, and then... then, I really... At a certain point, I was like, no, turn on the fucking lights right now. Right now, turn on the lights. (laughs) I was saying, the first thing, Joel, just kind of, I don't want to do this, you do it. Like... (laughs) Was I being generous with the age? Yes, very. <laughs> Jill, your favorite horror game moment? Uh, I like, uh, well, so the, I guess this is more of like a experience, but I, I played uh, Penumbra, which is the game that came out uh, right before uh, Amnesia. Um, yeah. Uh, I was with a bunch. I was in college, so I was taking a class on video games. A bunch of like classmates, like we went into the the back into the classroom like one evening, like like play it on the big screen, and we all like took turns with the controller, and and I was playing it, and it wasn't even like the scariest moment in the game. It was just like the first time that, that those those dogs jump out. Hmm. But the dog jumped out, and I just like I just screamed <laughs> and dropped the controller and threw my arms around my friend next to me. It's just like the the wrong like that's just the wrong thing to do playing a video game. It was so it was such the opposite of like a productive thing because then my character just died because I was not touching the controller. But I thought that was kind of a fun. Uh, oh, you had time to think about it. Oh, 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 Joel, you had time to think about it. Uh, yeah, I'm still stuck on the dogs, man. I'm sorry. You can do better. <laughs> no, um, I'm trying to think. What was this? I, I, like the scare, the absolute scare. Did you play PT? Was there a jump scare that you said like uh-huh. no? Uh-huh. There a fucking jump scare. Tell me about PT, Joel. What else was your house? I was avoiding playing this game. First of all, I'm the worst when it comes to horror games. So let me just preface that. I'm the absolute worst. So, Did Joel scream like a little girl and like? Dude, I was on the phone with work. Listen to this. I was on the phone with work. I wasn't even the one playing. It was ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> the sun's out, the lights are on, and I'm watching Yaris play this, and, and he knows what's about to happen, Like, so he's like setting me up for disaster. He's gone down, down the hallway like 17 times. Okay. I'm already saying, like, this is fucking stupid, this is fucking stupid, turn this off, turn this off. And like, he, he's like, he's like, oh no, the, the bathroom door's open, I'm gonna look in, I'm like, don't look in, don't look in, like, you know, going back and forth, so I get a phone call from work, and uh, one of the buddies from work, you know, he, he uh, plays video games as well, I was like, yeah, my cousin's uh, showing me the PT demo, and uh, like, I'm answering some question, I don't know, where I'm just like, God, like, <laughs> the guy's on the phone. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, that was probably the scariest that thing. Scary. That was That was so scary. I'm convinced that Sony, well, Kojima and company are going to make like Morpheus support for that and just give people horrible horrible nightmares. <gasps> I I wish. Like that that would be perfect. Yeah, right. yeah. You know, yeah. honestly, the game is anything like that, like throughout the entire gameplay, I probably won't play it cuz I think I'll die from a heart attack. <laughs> Cause we talk about virtual reality and like you know what's this like Morpheus and Oculus Rift thing, and we always said like yeah. horror is going to be the way to go for this because yeah. when there, if there's something you don't like, your reaction is to look away. But when yeah. you're wearing a headset, you can't look away. Have you seen that video? There's there's a really funny video of a journalist who's playing a horror game on the Oculus Rift, and I I, I understand this because he had a similar reaction to what I just described. Is because he he's playing the game and he's looking around. The video is outside. So you can see behind him the screen of what he sees on the, the rift, but your, the videos of him at the data controller, and he's, he's looking around, and there's empty hallways, and he turns around, and there's a, like a zombie right behind him, and oh, instantly shit. his first reaction is to just rip the Oculus Rift off. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, ah! Oh! Nope. I mean, he's really nope. embarrassed, but... <laughs> I'm do that. It's what works. Yeah. Yeah. 
What's, so, what's yours, Jorge? I'm going to go with, I think, one of my favorite, like, most scariest games. Because it's one of those games, yeah, you played it when you're super young. I'm going to go with Silent Hill, but the moment when you get the little radio that lets you know something's nearby. Because that was a game that I just did not understand, where just nothing made sense, but not enough where I was like, well, this is stupid bullshit. I'm going to walk from it. It was like, I was curious about, like, why is the city changing? Is the city changing? Is it not changing? But every time you were out in the fog and you hear that on your radio, knowing that, like, through that really thick fog that you couldn't see anything, and you hear that thing, and you're trying to run down, and you're, and you're like, oh, somebody's going to kill me, and you just have a mm-hmm. pipe. And that's your only defense against something with, like, teeth and claws or those stupid nurses that don't have arms, but they just call blah, 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 like that. Like, <laughs> those freak me out. So whenever I hear that, or even now, where I hear that any sort of, like, muffled bell ring, I think of Silent Hill and I immediately start getting, like, anxiety. And to I me, think, that... I, think my, I like being scared. Silent Hill. Oh, no, no, the scariest part of that game was walking through the school. Yes. Uh, with the fog? Uh, no. Nope. With the nope. knives? No. Nope. <laughs> I think the beginning of the game was the scariest shit to me. When you're in the alleyway and then all those little things start chasing you around and you wake up, that oh was scary. God, yeah. Oh my god, I just thought about that. Oh, I'm I'm uncomfortable right now. Fuck, yeah, Georgia sleep is fucked. Up I know. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been I've been thinking about playing Silent Hill again. Like, yeah, I had that same reaction for PT, where we had that first jump scare, and I was like, I'm I'm, I'm an adult. I can. I know Kojima's no, weird no, and uh, no. Alter, I, can, I, I, I that's fine, but I'm, I, I can handle this. And then as soon as you hear something behind you, and it's that lady, and he, she kills you, I guess, and you just get that zoom up there. I, I yeah. just control so I'm, I'm done playing this. So, like I don't. <laughs> I honest, honestly, I've never finished a demo. I stopped playing it when I was, in, I was in London when it came out, and I started playing it. My wife was right next to me, laughing at me like an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I was playing worker. And she was playing, and I was just watching, and it was like, actually, I'm proud that she, she later told me that I made the game more stressful, like, scarier, because I, I was, like, I just kept, like, like, uh, uh, you know, being like, what's that? What's that? What's going on over there? Like, turn around! Turn back around! Go that way! And, and like, I, like, it was just got so tense. Oh, so, but, wait, so you didn't get to the bloody fridge suspended from the ceiling yet then, right, Joel? In PT, oh. In PT. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He, he got to the part with the, uh, crime Yeah, baby. yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah I I got got was got playing. Harrison, you know what? playing. But I've never, I've never finished a demo. It's oh, terrible. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrifying. And or, or, or the, or the no, ghost the thing, person looking down at you from the second floor? I don't think oh. that's a... See, I've never seen that, Jorge. See, I didn't see that, George. Fuck you. I'm not playing that game ever again. You just be saying that. <laughs> Good, you know what? I don't, I don't want you to be scared. Yaris, no. You don't need to be scared. No, the thing about that game is that it's eerie. Because as soon as you start the game, it's it, you just have that sense of just being uncomfortable. It's you, you, your, your comfort level just drops. And, like, when you keep going through the rooms over and over again, you notice, when you have a look at the clock, that nothing has changed. Yeah. Like, time has completely just stopped. And then that one moment when you look at the clock again and it's zero, 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 you know shit's going to go down. That's when I stopped playing the demo right there. I was like, you know what? Fuck this game. I'm going to go sleep. I liked it because it, like, it, it felt like, it felt like anxiety. Like, feeling yep. it, like the game felt like a metaphor for anxiety where, or, like, compulsion, you know, and you feel compelled, sort of, like, you're sort of, Stuck in a like a recursive loop where you just keep doing the same thing, um, and and the more you, and like you have to do it because you think it's like doing the thing will make you feel better, but it actually just makes you worse, and it's just it's it it really it hits you right but in the you, mind. Even the sound effect from the light, like the light swinging, that sh- that whatever that yeah, chandelier yeah. thing was, when you hear that creep back and forth, like that yeah. makes you uncomfortable. Like, yeah, the whole I, game I, I haven't. Yeah, I actually I haven't I like I haven't played PT, um, but I watched a lot of videos. I actually I watched a little bit of um, Al's videos that he did uh, a while back when the game came out. And even just watching that game is terrifying because it just like it, it just it looks so realistic too, and that's like part of it. Where like I remember like first seeing videos of like the the, the baby fetus in the bathroom, and I'm just like I, I I think I just have to shut this off because it's like it's just too much. It's like oh man, and that shit cries. That shit yeah, cries. I know. Yeah, it's like once I got there, I'm like okay, I'm out. I'm done. I'm like. <laughs> It's Halloween tomorrow. Stop being a little bitch. Download the game. <laughs> well, I all day streams of horror game. Just Ryan playing PT, where people just well, like, I need to, don't I look to the people. Don't look to the people. To, I need like, to get a PS4 first. So there's that. But you know. <laughs> gosh. Yeah. So all right. So so let's let's another question for the panel. So what's the one thing, if I wanted to make a horror game that to scare you specifically, the, you and the panel here, what's that one thing that game needs? Yaris, I'm gonna go with you. Um, I think suspense. 
is definitely it. I mean, I, I kind of like going back to what Julian said. I I think the whole, you know, having mutilated bodies thing is a little overdone. I think the fear of the unknown makes things much scarier, which is what made PT so scary to me. Mm-hmm. Is that you're walking around in a corridor that's obviously very tight around you. So if you're claustrophobic, you're fucked. Um, lighting, and you know, you're turning a corner. You don't know what's in that corner. You don't. You don't know what's around that corner, and it's just just tense. So I guess yes, just suspense for sure is definitely my my top thing. Ryan. Um, I guess kind of going along with what Yara, like with what Yara said is uh, atmosphere, and uh, you know especially I think with games like Alien and Dead Space um, that get it really well is just creating this environment that like always keeps you on on your toes because you don't know like what's gonna be around the next corner, or even like I said before like in Dead Space when you're just hearing shit that's like going off all around your events like banging and stuff. It's just like even if there isn't something that actually is going to come and kill you, it makes you think that there is always something that's going to come and kill you, and that's what I like about like especially Alien does that really well. Joel, what what terrifies you? Put clowns in PT. <laughs> Fuck those clowns. I actually went to Haunted Circus, FYI. A what? Nope. Joel, what's that? You don't like clowns? You you don't like clowns at all? So yeah. Like... <laughs> Stop. No. <laughs> Joel, Joel, what what what, what, about, what what about you? Let's let's peel back a layer and let's see what what. Uh, okay. Well, okay. So. What I find horrifying about horror is that I can't control the way I feel. You know that it's just it's just like I'm gonna feel scared and and angry and, and like you know that this there here's this, I'm doing a thing watching a movie or playing a game or whatever that's specifically trying to make me feel you know out of control of my emotions I guess and so like you know I so then I uh, you know like echoing that I like kind of I'm interested in horror that is psychological in a way like. Like, you know, like, with PT, with the sort of, like, the, you know, ideas about, like, compulsion or, like, you know, in uh, um, in amnesia where y- you have to sort of monitor your own uh, fear or, like, insanity with a meter. Like, I find that really interesting. But, like, the caveat to that is that I, I think a lot of horror, well, what I would say, like, is bad horror, uh, does this really horror, has this really horrible trope where they, you know, they the, 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 ins- the insane asylum trope that, I mean, Evil Within does this where, like, oh, insane people are so scary and they're so messed up it's so horrible to be a sane person who is just like played by these monsters and I think that's horrible I think that's just a really pervasive trope and you know so I guess that's my caveat to my like thing in a horror game is is like something interesting where where you what's scary is your own mind and the gameplay is about you sort of like figuring out how to like cope with that and and and, and work through the fear of it I'm I'm a big fan of the the, the build-up, especially, like, when I watch a horror movie. Like, you know, one of my, some of my favorite films are, like, you know, those, like, Asian horror, like, you know, The Audition, where you know you're going to be led to something gruesome, so everything's just a build-up, and you just kind of, you just sit there, and your butt's super clenched, and he's like, you don't want to see this, you don't want to see this, but you've been, you've been watching these assholes just build this up for an hour, hour and a half, and you're like, I need the payoff, and then when you finally get that payoff, you're like... Oh my God! And and that's why, as we were talking, I was thinking about um, I was thinking about Gone Home, because mm. not a horror game. It's a game that actually does like a switch where, at a glance, you think you're playing a scary game because you're in this big abandoned mansion, yeah. and then yeah. you're you know you're finding out things about this girl's life, and then that's when your own mind starts to mess with you because right when you get towards the end of and spoilers, I'm going to spoil it. Um, right when you get towards the end and you you get to the attic. I'm already in my head, I'm like, oh my god, I'm going to see the body of a 16-year-old girl. I am not emotionally ready for that. So when, you know, so when you finally get there, because they, they, they throw a couple of red herrings about, like, you know, she starts, you know, she's into ghosts and the occult, and you're like, oh, this place is, oh man, no thank you. And then when you finally get there and you find out, oh no, it's about her coming to terms with sexuality and running away with, like, her, you know, the love of her life, I was so relieved to get that to, to get that to be the ending as opposed to oh my god is she going to be swinging did she slit her wrist what did she like set herself on fire i don't know what yeah. she did and yeah. you know as i was there i was just like oh so i i don't know i mean i i wouldn't consider it a horror game but i would still consider gone home like a scary game and to me that's yeah. that's the bad part about like something good that's scary like i i wanted evil within to do that for me if we go if we go back to what we we're talking about earlier I you know I wanted that build up especially in some parts where it was quiet because I feel like maybe the pacing's a little bit too over to you know it's a little bit all over the place on that where it was just like 
it kind of rushes you along a little bit too fast where you weren't you couldn't appreciate a lot of the scariness that was going on because you know what that that intro village is horrifying that insane asylum is creepy but i always feel like i'm just being like rushed along where i didn't have enough time to like build up to the scary so when i got to the next monster i don't have enough bullets to kill I, I didn't care. It just became it became something I needed to beat, as opposed to whoa, that was I'm terrified. Like, what do I do now? Like, it just to me, it became a game and not just like a horror game. It's just like all right, just down the list. I got to do this, 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 and that. Where I wasn't even terrified anymore. But yeah, like give me that good suspenseful build up. Like you know, take you know, Alien. Talk about that original movie where it's just like yeah, that's 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 kind of I, I consider the original you know, like a horror movie. It's just it's a monster flick. It's just she's being stalked. You're just there and you're like. Oh man, when this alien comes out, I'm gonna be terrible. Like that scene when it with the mouth and the thing coming out. Like I thought as a kid, that's horrifying. That gave me nightmares, and to me, that's like the best kind. Uh, but yeah, like, what was I, I was gonna say, at, at ten, when I play games, usually that are specifically set to me, like survival horror or whatever, I tend to suck myself out because what I tend to do usually is I do turn off all the lights because I'm obviously a masochist. Nope. 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 And the thing is, like, I try to place myself in a situation. For example, like, when the first Bioshock came out, it's not a scary game per se, but when you put yourself in that, and when you think about being in that situation where you're in a, in a, in a world that's completely empty, you don't know what's around, you hear people crying, you hear people laughing, and you are just looking around dark, dark corners, that, to me, scares the shit out of me. shit out of, yes. Yeah, and, th- and that's a good example of just a great you know, of a narrative just really, like, pushing the atmosphere, where it's like, yeah, you're just alone in this underwater biome, but, yeah, you hear the cries, you hear, like, the rustling pipes, a pipe, you know, burst some water, and you're just like, man, I, I, I kind of don't want to be here. That, that's, that's, like, the atmosphere, though, that, that Ryan's talking about, and I think that's, like, it, it's crazy, because atmosphere it, in games, it, make, it can really, like, make or break the entire experience. Yeah, and I think that's I think that the most important character and like it's funny I feel like we bring this game up in every podcast and Jill brought it up earlier. Last of Us, hmm. the like the environment, the, the the feeling behind everything about like everything around you was like another character. Like, yeah, everything sucked. Yeah. You know, another and the world uh, sucked, and and that I, just made yeah. things more tense. I, yeah, I, another. I about it. Oh, go on. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, go ahead. It's fine. I think, I mean, on the subject of atmosphere, I think, um, I think that, uh, I, I, I think the games like The Last of Us and Bioshock did a good job of making you feel like there was a reason why things were the way they were, um, right. and made you feel like there was more behind the curtain, because, like, no game can program every single, like, idiosyncrasy of, like, real life into it, but, you know, it, it, the games that have good atmospheres, I think, make you feel like it's all there. You just don't have time to, to access it, or your character wouldn't be interested in it, or it's just like inaccessible to you for some reason. And yeah, that's what. Yeah. 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 Oh, I was to say no. Jill stole my thunder because I was gonna say Bioshock, oh, but uh, Bio, but that's okay. No, because I was say Bioshock is actually another one where it's like it's not like explicitly a survivor horror game, but there were plenty of parts of Bioshock where I was actually like pretty scared, like in the beginning of the game. Oh yeah. The rapture. And they start like tearing apart the biosphere thing that you're in, and I was like, wow, this is like pretty like intense. So. Yeah. So how do you guys feel about um? The Walking Dead season one and two, as far as I love uh, that game. Uh, I don't know. If is it hard? I, I don't think it's really a, a like a traditional like, like survival horror. But like you're worried about Clementine, and that becomes to me the horror part. It's like I don't want anything to happen to this little girl, even though the game is already programmed. Because nothing's gonna kill her in the game. Like you're not, you know, or you know, like she, you don't play as her. She'll be an, like a, an escort character or anything like that, but. Even though, like, that's a game that was so well written, I was just kind of like, I, I, I'm playing, I don't want anything bad to happen to her where I'm throwing myself in front of zombies for her. And, yeah, just because I was generally scared, not for my character, because I leave a fucking badass, I was more scared for her, kind of the defenseless girl in this, like, really fucked up world. And, yeah, Ryan, I just talked all over you, but that's something I do all the time. So what were you trying to say? No, it's okay. No, it's just, it's it's interesting when you bring it up because of like you know like Walking Dead, like you know the the TV series and the comic. I guess yeah, you can kind of get more of that like you know survival like horror kind of sense from it. But the, the game, I'm not really that scared. I think it's more of like I think it's more of a thriller to me, where it's just more like it's about the intensity of the moment and just you know knowing that like oh crap, it like at, at any moment like I could lose like this character that I've been like you know trying to protect this whole time or whatever. So I think yeah. it's different. it's not really much of a, a scariness thing for me per se when I'm playing Walking Dead. It's more just kind of like uh, like being in the moment and being and like in the intensity and just being like okay like you know I need to make everything I do count because like I could lose someone or yeah. something 
really bad can happen. Yeah. It's a different kind of intensity versus something like Evil Within or Alien, where it's like, oh crap, I could die at any moment, so. Yeah, I didn't think, I mean, I didn't, I didn't find them scary. I mean, it was, it was brilliantly, brilliantly written, like uh, George said. Uh, I, thought, I thought the writing was amazing. Um, but again, I mean, the scare factor to me, I guess you guys just brought up right now, is pretty much trying to protect somebody that you don't want to lose, including yourself. But again, I, I just I just place myself in that situation, and again, it's just it is the atmosphere that makes it. I don't want to say scary, but creepy. Yeah, I mean, and, I was a big fan of uh, Alan Wake. Like I, that's a game I played in the dark with headphones on, and to me that worked. I mean, as dumb as that plot was, just <laughs> it, there's a shadow. Like that's a game where the sound design really did really did it for me. Because every once in a while, you hear some guy yell or whisper something at you, and I'm just there with my little surround sound system. I'm like. Someone behind me said something. What do I do? <laughs> those are parts where you're just like you have a flashlight, and I'm like, I, I, you know what? I don't think a flashlight can kill anything. I, I, I'm, I'm <laughs> not equipped to handle whatever you're gonna throw in front of me. You, you know what was a, what was like uh, one really like uh, I don't know, it's not really scary, but kind of very creepy. Um, the original Psycho Mantis fight on PS1 in Metal yeah. Gear, when he's like switching the inputs on your TV. Telling you the games on your memory card. With the two like breaking the fourth wall, wall. Like, wow. like, yeah, yeah. Like, he broke the wall there. You're just or, like, um, the other, the, right the other, the other good one too is uh, Eternal Darkness on GameCube, where it did the same sort of things. Where it did, yes. uh, it, it, uh, it made you think that like your memory card was erased, or all of a sudden your guy's like head will all of a sudden just like pop. So like that's another kind of horror too, where it, when it like kind of breaks the fourth wall like that. And Eternal Darkness was really, really good for that. Well, my favorite was like, when it changed the, it changed the AV channels. Or yeah, go, that, that one too. Like, so I, I remember seeing that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I need my remote. Where's my remote?" And then it comes back. I'm like, "Oh, I'm just getting my ass kicked. That's why I changed my." Insane. Yeah. <laughs> Have you yeah. guys? Has anybody here played Siren? What was uh, that? No. no, I haven't. Siren Blood Curse. Has anybody played that? No. Uh, that's me being too scared to play. <laughs> I heard that game was fucking scary. It was, was a right. it was like episodic. Yeah, Yeah, I was a big fan of Fatal Frame. Like, I, I, I like the idea of taking pictures of ghosts. Like, that seems kind of neat. Also, that was terrifying. It's one of those kind of like one of the reasons why I like like Asian horror is just kind of like I'm so unfamiliar with the culture, so like all their symbolism is totally different from like what I expect as a Westerner. So just that feeling of like I don't know what any of this stuff means, and every you know like that that and we mentioned that earlier, just that like that fear of the unknown or that that curiosity of the unknown is what kind of like pushes you forward, which is why mm-hmm. you know like you know by like the ring and like what was it Dark Water? That was another good one. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, uh, guys, we're almost at an hour. We're we're not gonna get to news because cares. We're we're talking scary stuff. <laughs> scary. So I'm gonna go and say what for for Halloween for the people out there, and maybe we'll get this up by Halloween. I'm being optimistic, right, Ryan? We get this up by Halloween, Ryan? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I I want to leave you guys. Let's give them a treat. So I want each of you to recommend just one great Halloween movie for people out there to watch that they should watch on Halloween when they're just stuffing their face with, like, candy corn and pop brownies. Like, that's... that's <laughs> can, I, can I go first? Oh, man, I want to go first. Go. go. Um, it's, it's an old classic. It's one of my favorites. I'd say Event Horizon. Oh, yes. Yes. Event Horizon, for sure. Ryan? Um, I don't know, like, I'm a big fan of the classics, like, you know, like, Exorcist and yes. Silence of the Lambs and a lot of yes. those like that uh, are all, like, some of my favorites. Um, I think, actually, I think one of my absolute favorites I'm going to go with, though, is 28 Days Later. I think it's still, like, it's a more recent one, but it's still, like, probably one of my absolute favorite, like, you know, it, really good. It's favorite, yeah, it's a really good movie, and it's a really scary one. Joel, why were you shaking your head when Yars was like Well, no, no, because I, 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 I still think The Exorcist is the scariest oh. thing I've ever seen. <laughs> And when you grow up with a super Catholic grandmother who made you <laughs> think that movies like that were the devil, like, that's, like, the creepiest, scariest thing that you can ever watch. Like, The Exorcist, like, I don't know. I, I'm, I think my mom, who's, like, 50, still can't watch it. Like, she's like, nah, I can't do this. I can't do this, you know. So she made me watch it when I was younger, and I was like, wow, this is... She made you watch it? And I never want to do this ever again. Um, but if you really want to get spooked the hell out, the X is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. show it to your kids. Just and you'll turn off fine like Joel. <laughs> Jill, you're 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 one half I'm scared of everything. Jill, you're one half of the Horror Bell podcast. You're you're an expert, so I want to hear a really good uh, one. 
Well, I mean, I, so I do. I, I have to say, I'm I'm not an expert actually. Uh, in that, well, part of the podcast is that uh, my co-host is the horror, like real horror fan, um, and I'm a, sort of a, you know, I, I'm not a big fan. I, I'm very skeptical of horror. <laughs> not my the, the the scariest movie when I was a kid was Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's the scariest mm-hmm. movie I could handle. I literally ran screaming from the room wow. when the skeletons fall out of the room, and only yes. recently have I started getting inundated with horror. Um, yeah. Like it's it's supposed to be like a kid like a like a family like not kids movie but it's like it's appropriate for kids but there's some horrifying yeah, images in that movie it's like a, a guy's face getting melted off and like oh my god yeah but so well I've also I mean so well it's funny that you say like recommend a movie for while you're eating because I can't watch horror while I'm eating I get I get I get I feel sick it's scary but but um I like I really like the original Ring though. That's yes, it. Ringu. I yeah, think, yeah, Ringu. like the Japanese one. I think it's so, I think it's so good. I think it's so like subtle and smart, and it uh, it's really scary. I think you know all like the it doesn't have anything in it, unlike the American version, and that makes it even scarier. And the uh, the American one scared the shit out of me, so I'm like I'm not doing that. I'm not doing no, no, it. I mean, I can't. Well, <laughs> yeah, the Asian children well, still freak me out. The little girl still freak you out. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah. Asian children just freak me out. I can't even walk around. Oh yeah, that was even before the movie. They creep me out. <laughs> well, you know, so it's a fun, a fun. It's not, it's not a horror movie, but I think it's like a campy Halloweeny movie that I like. Is uh, <laughs> Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunter. <laughs> that sounds amazing. That's a better. Is that the one? That's the one with Hawkeye, right? I was that's just that's yeah, it's Hawkeye with Jeremy Renner. Yeah, <laughs> it's Hawkeye. Right? Be there. He hates that movie. <laughs> The movie that I hate the most is the first Halloween, Michael Myers. Do, 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 do. I forgot how to do that. What was the theme? I f- forget nothing. I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> Did you know that his mask is actually a... Um, Ronald William Reagan mask? Was it a William Shatner no. mask? William, William Shatner, Shatner, I think William Shatner, yeah. Was William Shatner? I always thought it was a Ronald Reagan. No, it's William Shatner. William Shatner's face. Pretty sure. That's more scary. Uh, I I want to go with my my classic is always Night of the Living Dead. I, I I think that's a great movie to watch. Like, Which one though? Which one? The first one, the black and white one. Oh, yeah, the, the, the was fun. Good today. zombie movie. Uh, which is the one that we're stuck in the mall? Is that Dawn of the Dead? That was uh, Dawn, of the, Dawn of, the Dead. Dead, yeah. Yeah. of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was the first one that was like. That's an all around awesome movie. I just think it's amazing. That's one of my favorite just dumb zombie movies. But, well, yeah, well, I think that was also like the first movie that like equated zombieism with like a critique of consumerism. Like mm-hmm. that's why it's in a mall. It's like it's like it's talking about like the way that we like you know buy and consume and just eat and stuff. Like it was actually pretty smart <laughs> in a way, as well as being like a fun dumb zombie movie. We're, we're all zombies, Jill. We're all the we're all we're you dead. Get it. You get we're it? All the Walking Dead. <laughs> we're all Walking Dead. Ah. I'm. So- <laughs> I'm a, I where, where's Miami? Uh, oh my God! I do not I'm, like this. Uh, yeah, so yeah, the original Night of Living Dead is amazing. I I like part two. There was a part two where they did it like in a it was in like in a, in a cemetery and they burned the bodies that were infected and the ash went up to the air and turned the whole city into zombies. That's a that's a really dumb movie which I love also. But uh, I I was a, and I was also a sucker for like slasher flicks. So like Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Elm Street, Jason. I thought was like as a kid just super horrifying. Like I'm glad they got campier as more movies came out because to me I was able to watch them but that I, I, those, that was one of the reasons I never wanted to go to like a summer camp just because I'm, I'm, if I was going to murder kids a summer camp is like perfect that in their dreams like, that's a great pe- that's a great place to kill people is in their dreams you're awful. yeah it's you're, yeah. you're a crazy crazy human being but okay it's good to know George all right, guys. So I'm 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 hard out. I I am sick of being in in, in black and white. Um, I'm going to we're gonna wrap it up, guys. But before that, you're here as my special guest. I want to show you guys. I I, I want to talk to you guys a little bit. Joel, you know where I'm going with this, right? I have no idea. Where are you going with this, Joel? Oh, oh let me tell you. One second. Let me work some magic here. I. I'm really into t-shirts. I don't know if you know that, but I know that. But Jill, you're 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 a Star Wars fan, right, yeah. Jill? Yeah, I am. No, Jill, not you. Oh. Oh, me, Jill. <laughs> you're a Star, Star Wars, Wars fan, fan, right? 
Look, look, I've, we've got a Koopa Troopa as a Stormtrooper. It's the DualShockers.com Public site, where if you buy a shirt from there, you're helping us out. You keep the lights on. But look, you can get <laughs> a cool green Koopa Troopa shirt in, in any gender, in any size, in any color, well, most colors, which is kind of neat. Or, you know, if you, if you want, you know, different system, you can go with that. Or a Samtron shirt with Samus mixed in with some. Or an adorable Charizard. Guys, guys. <laughs> I do worry about that. I worried a lot as a kid. I had a lot of, you know, I was very upset about what Pokemon did in their Pokeballs and if they were comfortable in there. And I felt a lot of guilt about leaving my Pokemon in the PC too long. Well, see, Joe, now you know what... That is, animal, that is animal brutality at its best. Well, the Charmander looks like he's having a great time, and you yeah. guys can fill off that great time for only $20. So Aww. make sure you go to DualShockers.com, our T-Public site. Help us out. It's why it's why I keep doing this. I do this mostly because it's kind of dumb. That's the only reason I kind of like doing this commercial. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, you'll, you'll be helping us out, and I need some color. Are we? I'm in color! Yes, I'm a, I'm a real person again. Yay. I, I'm now. Uh, so we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Jill, thank you so much for coming. And, thank you for coming. Thank you, Jill. And suffering through whatever this was of just me fumfering and me yelling at Ryan. Uh, uh, thank you. You're, she is from Tom's Guide. Horror Bell podcast. Anything else you want to plug? Do you, do you have anything? Any anything you're reviewing that you wanna that you wanna just kind of throw out there and have people check out over at Tom's Guide? Uh, I've got to do my Evil Within review, uh, <laughs> which will be uh, not. I mean, I, I hope it'll be entertaining, and just because I'm trying to I'm trying to articulate how much I don't like it. But after that, I'm gonna review Dreamfall <laughs> chapters, which I'm excited yes. about. Yes. Can we can we follow you on the Twitters? Do you do you want people to follow you? On, follow oh yeah, you on? I'm just I'm Jill Shar on Twitter. J I L L S C H A R R. Yeah, yeah. So okay. do that. Jill's also a member of the New York Video Game Critic Circle, like me, and Ooh. we do the show every February. Uh, so yeah, yeah, keep an eye out for that stuff. Uh, again, thank you, Joe. You're welcome anytime. Not just thank to you talk very much. But to talk yeah. video games, you also do internet security, so you can you can explain to me what a two-step authorization is, much like, and I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you up front, you're going to have an issue, because Joel has been trying to explain to me what PlayStation TV is, and I still don't know what it is. <laughs> well, I think yeah. two-step actually makes more sense than PlayStation TV. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and Yoris, you, 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 you beautiful chocolate man, you are finally on the ShotCast I, you know, partially we can hear you, we can't see you. You're you're gonna figure that out for next time, but no, no, next week I'll, I'll definitely you'll see my brown chocolate face for sure next week. Well, I, you know, I, I hope you come back. You two have an open invitation to come on the shotcast anytime. I, you know. want. I'd hope so. <laughs> and, I hope yeah, so. Thanks thank for having you, me. You you are our, our Utah or correspondent. Uh, I I want to ask you about fish, fish and chips from London, uh, <laughs> pubs. Uh, you know, like. What what's a pint? Uh, is that that's a beer? I hear that, that's a man. That's, that's a man's drink. Is what it is. A, a pint. Okay, cool. I'm gonna make a note of that. I want to be a man one day. Uh, and, and and Ryan, you 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 are you you are you. I I I'm disappointed you didn't call me your beautiful chocolate man. I was waiting for that. So was... Ryan, do, do you just want your ten seconds of Smash Brothers, guys? I'll give it to you this week. No, I'm okay. I'm I'm good because I know I know it really offends you for all all ten seconds of that's like the most painful thing for you could ever hear me talk about. You yeah, know, I don't know. We give Ryan ten seconds to talk duck about that. Right? Duck hunt dog. I'll, I'll do you a favor. Next week you'll get twenty uh, yeah. seconds. We can we'll you can bank these. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you cannot talk about it at the end of the year. So, you might have a full minute. So I was to say, so if, so if I just save them up for the next like you know two years, do I just get like a whole show where I could talk about Smash Brothers for the entire time? It's the podcast where I actually go to your house and strangle you for twenty minutes, <laughs> and I just want to leave and see the life leave your eyes, and then I will not, I will do the time for that, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Okay, thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Yo, okay, oh, you magnificent bastard! Thank you for coming on here. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I would do what we've been playing, but honestly, I'm way too tired. I'm sure you people are playing video games, which is good. Yeah, but, uh, something, but something you guys should keep an eye out for, my Sunset Overdrive review went up there. I really love the game. Be part of the 250 million comments on there and and yell at some other guy about something. Or frame he just wants to get more comments on the review. Let's just on the internet. I, I feed off attention. Which is, it's live. Uh, and, and Joel, you had an editorial go up about holiday shopping and that you should buy everything. Which I recommend. Pretty much. Just, that's how you keep the economy going. That's that's, that's how you take part of the society. Just pay for things in cash. Pay both. <laughs>
Yeah. So uh, thank you guys again for coming. Again, uh, Georgie Manis, host of this this, this 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 thing you've been watching. Joined again by Yaros Gutierrez, Ryan Meitzler, Joel Tavares, and again, Jillian Shar. Thank you so much for coming. And hope you guys have a great and safe and spooky Halloween. Make sure you have your parents <laughs> you check candy. Yeah, and check the candy, guy. check, check the candy, candy, guys. Check the candy, guys. Check the candy. Make sure it's not opened. Don't be the guy that gives people fruit. That you're a jerk. Don't do that. This is the or one time you should have all the you sugar. Eat that. Pennies suck. Don't don't do that. Don't give them like juices either. That's kind of lame too. I would go for Capri Sun. Everybody likes that. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. Enough sugar to count as candy. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I'm gonna squeeze it. So you did you guys do this? You had to squeeze the candies to see if they were still airtight. Cause oh, someone, oh, oh, oh. I was that someone hadn't. People were afraid when I was a kid that people were injecting poison into candy. So we ah. like squeeze our candies to make sure they were little, the wrappers were still airtight. That was a thing. Well, so, in my neighborhood, they put razor blades in candies. That was another, yeah. So again, like you, you squeeze. That was another like I never encountered one or anyone who had one. But like if you the wrapper is still airtight, then there's still razor blades. Just be careful out there. Oh yeah. my god, I am legitimately terrified. <laughs> you don't want you to stay inside and play video games. For yeah, you know, stay inside and play video games. Have your mom just buy candy for you. That's that's fine. Go. Just do that. It's just so much easier. Uh, what are you guys dressing up as this year before we go? Joel. Super, I'm actually going to be Superman. My son's going to be Batman. So. Oh. That's horrible. Yeah. I love family superhero costumes. It's my so, favorite we, thing. We had to. We were going to do Mario Luigi, but he's just not tall enough yet. Ah, it's a bummer. What, Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> Halloween. Uh, I don't know, because apparently you're going to kill me, so I don't know if I'll make it to Halloween. So. <laughs> oh, you'll be fine. Uh, so you dressing up? Um, nope. My son, I wanted to dress my son up as an Ewok, and I was going to be Chewbacca, but... You should dress up Marcus as the Ewok, and then you should be a Stormtrooper, so he could just like beat the crap out of you like on Halloween, like in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> that doesn't happen, man. I, I'll shoot the shit out of him. Like when you open your door and you just have this little Ewok just hitting the stormtrooper with a stick. I was actually, I was actually training on the stormtroopers on Star Wars and they were shooting the Ewoks. There we go. <laughs> Joe, what are you dressing up as? Uh, I'm I'm gonna be Midna from Twilight Princess. Got my oh yes, that's hat. awesome. Yeah. We'll end on Joe wearing a hat. Put it on Joe. Uh, it's such a process. Oh, oh my god. Come on. Don't ruin the podcast. <laughs> I can't see anything when I'm wearing it. Perfect. On that note, guys, goodbye again. I have issues saying goodbye. I just don't like to leave. But safe and happy holiday. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Always, anytime, Jill. Love you guys. And I'm a pirate. Look, see. Your salt steak. Where's crossing the crop?